and welcome to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. Oh, I'm Beans. Hey, JP, right here with my boy Beans and with you all. Delighted to be here. Absolutely. Delighted it's, to be it's here. It's great to have you. It's, dude, it's great to, it's great to be had. To be, that sounded terrible. It's great to, it's just, it just sounded awful. It's great to be among bearded brethren. Yes. Talking about all things good, all things worthwhile. Love it. Love it. I love it too. I'm yeah. glad to be a part of that. Oh. Bearded brother band. Dude, you're in it and you never need leave. I'm not going to. No. No, I, I legit, so I was looking at pictures of myself naked. Yes. Like naked beard. Right. Not like full right. naked because that'd just be weird to stare at all day. But there's uh, a time for it. There's <laughs> a time for it. <laughs> but naked face. Yeah. And I look weird. It's not as, it's. Like this feels beards just make almost every face better. Well, it's like, just... it can get out of hand, right? It can get to the point where it's just excessive and ratty and nasty. But when it's well corralled, it's like the wild stallion that has been broken. It's both beautiful and terrible to behold all at once. It's great. Oh my god, that's so majestic. <laughs> but like, yeah. So that's that's where you're at. You're in the wild stallion phase. It's great. I know. It's great. I've always Welcome. said I've always compared myself to a stallion that sure. can't be tamed. Sure. See, here uh, you are. No, yeah. it's just it's just manifesting right on your face. Oh, wild stallion. I'm super excited. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was looking at my face for that one, and I'm like, I've only had this for like a month. You'll never go back. I can't. You'll never. Go I back. can't now. No. Like I physically can't. No. Because I look weird, clean no. shaven. Yeah, yeah, it's just... Like a baby's bum. I don't... You can't have I it. I can't look like no. a baby's butt. No. No. No, you gotta look like the grown man wild stallion I that you are. I love it. Just stay in that pocket. Love it's it. great. Yes. It's great. Thank just you. happy for you. I'm happy for me, too. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, hey, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about just a whole slew of topics, you know? It's been, it's been a fun run. I think we've had some really, uh, some really honed-in focus on just a... A piece here, a piece there. We've got a whole smorgasbord of of topics to cover today. Yeah, well, and Love if, it. if you think about it, that whole span of like eight episodes, it was movie, show, yes. movie, show, show, yes. show, movie. We didn't really ever get a break. No. And now we get to sit back and be like, let's take a breather. That's right. Morbius got delayed. We don't have to worry about that movie until April. Strangely okay with that. <laughs> strangely at peace with but, that like we don't have we we don't have a movie till march right we have a show we could maybe talk about right but i feel like at this point we might as well wait till it's over there you go and then go. uh yeah it's just we get a nice break we get to breathe yeah can um, get back to the roots right yeah we get back you to bet. talking about comic mm. books we get back to dc mm. we've talked about dc since you bet it's been a while it's been a piece marvel's been pumping out some quality content for us to digest. It's been enjoyable. So it's going to be good to get back into the DC realm and start talking about the comics with DC, the upcoming DC slate, all that good and stuff. I'm honestly super excited to talk about the upcoming stuff. Yes. Um, all the 2022 stuff. Yes. Um, both DC and Marvel. Yep. So that'll be really fun to dive into, you too. And we bet. actually have dates for all the movies. Thank goodness. We have, we have decent plans. We have tangible, real things. I know. It's great. <laughs> like, we have three DC movies this year. That's insanity. That is wild. 
That, that, that think... is legitimately wild. Well, actually, maybe four. At least three. I think it's four. Fourth might sneak in there. I think it's four. Okay. Okay. Which either way, we had it's just we had one wild. last year. Let's see. Well, Wonder we didn't Woman. watch Wonder Woman. No, we Wonder didn't Woman cover 1984. That. So two, and Suicide Squad, right? That was that was a 2020 though. Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman? Oh, that yeah. would be why we didn't talk about yep. it then. Yep, that was so, pre JP and Beans podcasting. So yeah. So just Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was the the solo DC output. So it's uh, it's a welcome change. We'll get into that, but a lot of good topics for today. A lot of good topics. So, what do you say we just start out right with the basics? Dive in, the comics. Man. Okay. Dive in. So, this has been a long time coming because, as Beans just stated, we have spent a lot of time, a lot of good time, on some fantastic Marvel, uh, Marvel movie and show content. What we got away from, and this is all on me, is talking about the Jeff Johns Green Lantern run. Now, this beauty, all right, Sinestro Core War. Feel free to page through. Oh, I was hoping you'd oh. tell me that. Some time ago, like sometime, I'm, I'm going to say about... I'm so turned on right now. Oh, you, you won't not be <laughs> just paging through that. You're going to stay strangely aroused for a, a good period here. <laughs> about eight years ago... I can't remember what it was that prompted this, but I was looking just on Amazon, like just searching for, hey, what's a good comic? And the Sinestro Corps War had come out relatively recently and was getting very high praise. Not having read Green Lantern comics before, I pulled the trigger. Like, okay, this looks good. It looks legit. Let's see what this is about. And I tell you what, this comic, this story branched so many different directions for me from a comic perspective. One of the best things that I can say about it is that self-contained, it's just a phenomenal freaking story. So again, I read this not having a whole lot of context for what had come before or even what it was setting up to come after, and I enjoyed the bejesus out of this story. So for our purposes, I will give a little bit of context, a little bit of a refresher. Leading into the Sinestro Core War, for those of you diehards that remember where we left off episodes ago, old Hal Jordan brought back from the dead, working his way back into the uh, into the good graces of the Guardians and his fellow Green Lanterns as the core begins to get rebuilt. But along with Hal Jordan coming back comes Sinestro. So the yin, the yang, the good, the bad. And Sinestro, upon his reemergence, decides, you know what? I'm going to make my own core. Now, this is a brand new idea because for decades with the Green Lantern core, all we've had is the color green. Right? <coughs> there hasn't been a color spectrum. This is a brand new idea. Oh, so that comes in here. That this gets, is the first this time the they first get time. into the... Wow. First time that we get more than just the Green Lanterns, we have Sinestro Core of the Yellow Lanterns. So we see this teased a little bit in the previous comics where uh, a couple characters that we really don't know about uh, a lot about yet, Arkillo being one of them, think of him as the evil Kilowog. He's getting recruited. So we see Yellow Lantern rings going around the galaxy, and there's a really cool moment where one of the Yellow Lantern rings tries to recruit Batman because the Yellow Rings are searching for creatures and individuals that have the ability to instill great fear. 
well, that sounds like Batman, something he's good at, instilling fear. Batman, of course, rejects the ring, but this leads to questions from the Green Lantern Corps. Wait a minute, where are all these yellow rings coming from? This is new. Well, as we find out very early in this story, Sinestro has really been putting in the work. He has recruited Arkillo. He's recruited Cyborg Superman, who, as we may recall from previous comics mm-hmm. leading into this story, was building and manufacturing these rings for Sinestro, as well as rebuilding the androids known as the Manhunters, a classic Green Lantern nemesis. Sinestro has also employed Parallax, the living embodiment of fear. And this story, I tell you what, it kicks off right from the get-go with wall-to-wall action. Sinestro launches an attack on Oa, captures Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner, by the way, has powered up and been given the power of Ion, Ion being the living embodiment of will. So Parallax, right? Living embodiment of fear, terribly evil and powerful entity. Well, Ion is the living embodiment of will. And just like Parallax can possess and control in a really evil, nasty way, Ion can be gifted, if you will, or go into, what I want to say, partner up with another sentient being mm-hmm. to bestow extraordinary willpower within them. And so think of just a Green Lantern that's just gone on roids, right? Like that's hulked out. That is what happens when you have the power of Ion. So that's what Kyle Rayner is wielding, kind of as the Guardian's way of thanking him for being the torchbearer when the whole core was crumbling or just decimated due to Hal Jordan's uh, heel turn, shall we say. But Sinestro successfully captures Kyle Rayner, literally rips Ion out of him, and shoves Parallax in instead. So Kyle Rayner gets possessed by Parallax. Sinestro also also busts... uh, Oh my gosh, hang on. I'm drawing a huge blank here all of a sudden. Oh, this is so frustrating. Superboy Prime. There we go. Gosh, it was right on the tip of my brain. Superboy Prime. Who the flip is Superboy Prime, you may ask. All right. Oh, look at you. Here we go. We're double dipping. Sinestro Core War, Infinite Crisis. All right. Jeff Johns, again, he's the author of this phenomenal Green Lantern run. Jeff Johns, when he was first coming into DC prominence, his first big swing was to write a new crisis for DC. So prior to this particular work by Jeff Johns, all that DC had from a crisis or big crossover event perspective was the very famous Crisis on Infinite Earths from late 70s, early 80s. This work, Infinite Crisis, brings one of the characters from Crisis on Infinite Earths, Superboy Prime, back into the fold. So real quick, Crisis on Infinite Earths, you have the DC multiverse trying to bang around, figure out which Earth is going to, you know, out of all these multiple Earths, which Earth is going to be the Earth. And you have a Superman and a Superboy from an alternate Earth making, at the time, a really heroic sacrifice to allow our Earth to survive and they allow themselves and their Earth to be put kind of in this purgatory. Well, in this story, Superboy Prime busts out of the purgatory to come to our Earth, originally for the in, the intention of helping like save our Earth, 
But here's the problem. Superboy Prime, a little messed up in the head. He gets to our Earth, thinks it sucks, and in his own twisted form of justice, basically just starts killing people left and right. Mm-hmm. Executing his own form of uh, justice, it's obviously not received well. And the Green Lantern Corps, after losing dozens of their own members to Superboy Prime, depowers him, locks him away near Oa, and is tasked with guarding his cell. Okay, so they've got Superboy Prime imprisoned. Here's one of the ways that you know that Superboy Prime is a messed up and also badass dude. While he is imprisoned, he carves out, like in his own flesh, the Superman symbol. Like he just takes his own finger and just carves out the big S and the triangle just as this like brand on his chest. Nasty stuff. That's psychotic. He is he is a psycho. Psychotic is exactly right for this guy. Now, some of you may be thinking, okay, come on, Superboy, couldn't Superman just take him down? Well, here's the problem with Superboy Prime. He went and got himself OP powered up during his rage uh, and rampage in Infinite Crisis, killed the Superman that was from his world. So he's he's more powerful than Superman. This dude is legitimately a problem. So the Green Lantern Corps has him locked away. Sinestro goes, I'll take that action. Brusts Superboy Prime out, gives him a yellow lantern ring, and says, YOLO, my guy, you're on the squad. And so Sinestro goes from being in the shadows to having this beefed-up, extraordinarily powered Yellow Lantern core that is fit to just wreck the multiverse. And then to really cap things off, we find out how has Sinestro gained all this power? Like, it, who is helping him? The freaking Anti-Monitor is part of the Sinestro core as well. Again, another character way back from the Crisis on Infinite Earths and outrageously overpowered super being also happens to be in the Sinestro Corps. So sets up this clash between the Green Lantern Corps, the Yellow Lantern Corps. Part of the problem right off the bat is the Yellow Lantern Corps, they got no problem with killing. They're going to off Green Lanterns left and right. And it's so bad at the beginning of this fight that the Yellow Lanterns are killing Green Lanterns and then following their rings as the Green Lantern rings go to seek out the replacement. And then as soon as the ring finds a replacement, boom kill them as well can you imagine how rough that is like you're just sitting at home drinking a drinking a drink right enjoying your new beard and then this ring yes exactly and then this ring this magic ring (laughs) just falls on your your finger and you're like what the heck is going on and then you look up and there's a dude with a yellow ring that kind of looks like your green one right and then a laser at your face and (laughs) then that's the last thing you know and then you're with jesus (laughs) right it's gotta be a real roller coaster you gotta be so excited like this is awesome. Oh, shit. And then it's that's it. And then you're like, what? That's done. What? I don't even know what happened. Oh, man. Like, I didn't do anything. It's, it's great. So the conflict in this story is so outstanding because the Yellow Lantern Corps is taking the Green Lantern Corps to task. The torchbearer, Kyle Rayner, not only has he been beaten, he's just been turned into a minion of the Yellow Lantern Corps. He has taken on the Parasite Parallax, and so now he's a problem. And so this is peak Hal Jordan having to battle against the greatest odds there could possibly be, trying to rescue Kyle Rayner from the parasite that haunted Hal Jordan way back in the day that wrecked his life, 
trying to rally the Green Lantern Corps in a massive moment of need and defeat what seems to be an insurmountable foe. So there's so many outstanding scenes, so many outstanding conflicts from this book. There are freaking, there's a Green Lantern planet that's fighting against a Yellow Lantern planet at one point. Don't ask me how the planet wears the ring. They don't, so does it make sense? Not really, and yet it's awesome to behold. <laughs> and you have so many just, what do I want to say? You have so many like equivalent foes duking it out with each other. you got Hal Jordan and Sinestro. You have Kyle Rayner, or sorry, you have Superboy Prime battling against the next Green Lantern. They give the ion power, so these two superpower dudes battling it out with each other. You have the Green Lantern and Yellow Lantern planet duking it out with each other. You have Arkillo, the Green Lantern equivalent of Kilowog, duking it out with each other. I mean, it's just page after page of outstanding action. And, of course, it all culminates in a big battle on Earth because what doesn't, right? We find it's out. It's always oh, the center. Unbelievably, nobody saw this coming. The Earth is the center of the multiverse, and the Sinestro Core War is trying to just not, not just destroy Earth or not just destroy the universe. They want to take over and destroy all of the multiverse. So the stakes just get ratcheted right the frick up. So it is outstanding. I cannot recommend this particular story enough. Again, you don't have to have read Green Lantern stuff before. You don't even have to read this and go, hey, I'm going to read some stuff after. But for me, that was such a fun piece of this is after I got finished with this story, I wanted to know where the frick Superboy Prime came from. So oh, I started sure. doing some digging. I'm like, Infinite Crisis? Sold. Read that, and that was a blast. <clears throat> Excuse me, to read his origin story. That's what got me into reading more about how Jordan's rebirth. So there, and of course, after this, we have Blackest Night. Holy buckets. I have that one. Yeah, that one's that's good. outstanding. So we'll get into that in a future episode. But seriously, out of the, if somebody asked me, okay, I haven't read comics before, what's a comic that I should read? There's about five that I would recommend not just because they're great because they're accessible because you can read them and enjoy the heck out of them without having to know a lot about what has come before this is one of those beauties it's fantastic highly recommend it absolutely love it beautiful yeah so there you go sinestro core war i will say it threw me off looking at the artwork because i was looking at superboy prime and i was looking at cyborg superman yeah and their color scheme yeah is Red and blue. Right. So I saw so Cyborg Superman, in there. and I was like, oh, is he a part of the Red Lantern Corps? I mean, it huh. makes sense, right. and I think he might have been for a time on Could there. Have been. yep. Maybe. Who knows? It's comics. Uh, so I was like, oh, Red Lantern Corps, and then I was like, and I saw Superboy Prime, and he's all blue, and then he's yep. got the, I was like, there is no way in hell he is on the hope spectrum. No. <laughs> There's no, no way. And then yeah. I actually looked at the circle, and I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. So they didn't really focus on the yellow with them very much. No, and you know that's a really good reference. Like the color spectrum that emerges a little bit here that gets fleshed out so much more in the subsequent Blackest Night mm -hmm. storyline. What an awesome concept, right? You think of how simple it was for so many years of, hey, Green Lantern's color green and then... Jeff Johns has this outstanding concept of, well, why can't there be other colors that emphasize other aspects of 
the emotional spectrum, willpower, fear, rage, love, hope, etc. Um, and so it's fun to see it kind of at its origin point in this story. And then it's also really enjoyable in Blackest Night to see how it plays out amongst the creation of all these different cores. And it doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't feel like a, hey, how can we sell more comics ploy? It just feels like a genuine organic branching of this Green Lantern story into other aspects of the color spectrum. It's fantastic. Really fantastic. So there you go, folks. Little comics roots for you. Get into it. Man, that felt good. Yeah. Felt good to be, to right? Back into. Right? And listen, Infinite Crisis is really good as well. I think that's a bit of a tougher read if you don't know what's come before. I'm about to say, I wouldn't start off with that Absolutely one by not. any means. Absolutely not. No, you'll be lost immediately <laughs> and frustrated. So and be like, what is going on? Because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard it's good. It it's good. It just takes. Uh, it's a little bit of a tougher. It's just a tougher read. Yeah. So there you go, my man. There's some there's some good old fashioned comics action. Beautiful. Isn't that great? So should we get into the Batman then? There is no doubt. Let's just transition right into it. So a new trailer. Yes. Came out. I'm assuming the last one. You gotta you gotta think. I'm a little surprised that they released it. Didn't seem like there was that much time between the previous trailer and this one, yeah. And we do have two months until yeah. we actually get to the film itself in March, so I'm a little surprised by the timing. But hey, more Batman is never a bad thing. Oh, so, for sure. Oh, okay, I'll. You forced it on me. Deal, deal. Um, what do you think of the trailer? Well. At the, at the timing of this podcast, it yes. has been officially PG-13. Yes. Which, I'm... Do you think that was ever really in question? Well, and it was never going to be PG. True. <laughs> True. But... it More from a, like, do you think there was ever a chance it could be an R-rated Batman? I think for Batman, you have to put that into consideration. Not because he's... I mean, he is violent, but... Not necessarily because of him, but because of his villains sure. and what they are capable of doing. Sure. Like, I feel like it's an insult to the character to not even consider a rated R mm. rating. Okay. If you're going for a serious, like, Batman. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It wouldn't be hard. Uh, that's not even how I want to put that. It would not be off-brand to have an R-rated Batman movie. No. Just for the reason that you said, because of his rogues gallery, he has a nasty, nasty set of villains that could take it into our territory pretty quick. For sure, because you have, I mean, the Joker's self-explanatory. Yep. And he already has yep. an R-rated movie. Joker, have On you heard of, of him? That. Have you heard yes. of him? Uh, you have M- Professor Pig, who, oh who turns people Man. into living marionettes and oh. takes their faces off. Um, I know Hugo Strange has done some messed up crap. Yep. Uh, Scarecrow is legit. Fear toxin. Scary. Yes. yes. Yep. And honestly, I would want a threatening-looking scarecrow mm-hmm. because that's what makes it so good. And then Bane just snaps people in half. Yeah, that one's not as scary, but <laughs> well, it's a little crunchy. A little crunchy, yeah, like a chip. <laughs> but uh, but uh, and then you have uh, I almost trying to. Penguins, nah, you don't have to worry about it. He's like a mobster, but... He was pretty freaking nasty in the one Batman movie that he's shown up in so far. Did you ever true. watch uh, I have, Batman Returns? I, I don't think so. Well, He's gross. Well, yeah, that's the he thing. He is gross. Well, in that one comic, 
in Batman Eternal when we covered that, the first yes. volume of that. Yes. He has that one scene where he's attacking people and right. his mouth is bloody. Yes. Like, he bit the shit out of some people. Yes. So he, when done right, fair enough, right there. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh my goodness. Pretty violent, there's, creepy there's dude. so many. The Riddler with his traps can be very violent. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Court of Owls with Talon. Yeah. That could, all of this. But, yeah, I don't know. That's I don't, fair. So there was always that that small small chance that yes, hey, this could absolutely. delve into R-rated territory. And the previous trailers have certainly been more uh, dark and brooding. Right, right. There has not been much in the way of levity or balance. No, so I know we're really leaning into the dark here, which is good. Yeah, which is what you need for Batman. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, going off for this trailer, this last trailer really f- seems like it focuses. On the Wayne family as a whole. Sure. Because it starts off with like, hey, Bruce, that angle. you're not doing anything, man. What are you doing? And right. then it's like, I'm the Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> and then uh, they're talking about how... Always a good answer. It's implying that... Always a good answer. <laughs> I'm Batman. Okay. And Got then it. you have... Um, I mean, you pretty much have their family being in question. You see... Yep. You see, uh, there's Bruce. some clear questions about their family Correct. history as Bruce is digging into the the past that he maybe isn't super aware of and perhaps not being thrilled with what he's finding. And Alfred knows something right. from the trailers. Right. So you have that, and then it's sounding... So it sounds to me like it's this big Wayne family conspiracy almost. Right, and that's been that's been played with a little bit in the comics but never really committed to. Like, there's been times where in the comics the Wayne family past as Bruce has kind of uncovered more about his, either his parents or his grandparents or even further back that there's been allusions to associations with crime and some potential misdeeds, but there's never been a real commitment to, Hey, you know, Batman's grandpa was a pretty messed up guy, for example. So pretty fast, Excuse me, pretty fascinating if this movie is going to actually commit to, you know what, the Wayne family actually, not all that they appeared to be, if that movie you know chooses to go down that path. And for me, see, this is the thing that I will struggle with, because if they do make his parents directly, like, the problem, right. I feel like that takes away from his, his character as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he sure. fights for his sense of justice, but if his parents didn't even fight for that, why is he fighting for it? You saying that makes it extremely likely now in my mind that that's the way it's going to go. Because that's such uncharted territory. That that would be very fresh storytelling ground for this version of the Batman and this creative team to say, hey, you know what? Here's an angle we could approach that nobody's done yet. Because up to this point in the movies, Bruce's parents have always been very, you know, black and white on the good side of things. Very altruistic, very caring, very easy for young Bruce to look at as models and examples of what he should be or should live up to. So there's some potential storytelling opportunities there. If you take that away from Bruce, what happens? Yeah. That's not a question that's been addressed in a movie before. So... Based on this trailer and what you just said, makes me think, okay, that that could legitimately be a way that we're going here. And for me, it just makes me feel like the Court of the Owls yep. is going to be even a bigger 
mm. player in this than if if they are a player. I feel like I feel you think like they're going to be in this. I feel like they could be. Yeah, and I almost feel like if that's the direction they take, they yep. should be. Yeah, because it, then yeah. it builds up like okay, the Waynes were involved with this massive organization. Right, that's all across you know Gotham in the sense of like oh it wasn't just them like they're right. a part of something and for me like if you notice the way the riddler handles things mm -hmm. in the trailer it seems like he figured out who bruce is that's what they want us to think in the trailer i'm, I'm not i'm not sold on it either i'm not yeah i'm not sold on it i'm sold that he is uncovering things about the wayne family past and so he's targeting bruce wayne i'm not convinced based on what we've seen in the trailers i think it's been very cleverly edited and yes. cut together i'm not convinced that the riddler has genuinely figured it out no made the connection between bruce wayne and batman because that's if, always his flaw that's his one flaw yep but yep. i do think that i mean the reasoning behind all he's doing there's got to be something there and it sounds like he's going after the waynes yep. as a whole right so for me i feel like with all this uncovering of things I think it's got to be something underlying Boy, there's there. A, there's a lot of opportunity for the Court of Owls to show up in it this would be movie. Magical, and frankly, with as phenomenal of an adversary as that proved to be, as soon as Scott Snyder introduced them, you know, twelve years ago or so, how has that not been put on the screen yet? Maybe we don't want to go down that rabbit hole because of. The Justice League movie that we don't talk about. Oh, we'll get there later. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. From the rumors I've heard, it gets worse. But continue. But it's it's such a phenomenal adversary just overall. And then you add on the fact that the general public, right, outside of comic book fans like us mm -hmm. that have read the comics and really taken to those uh, to that new set of adversaries, the general public doesn't know about them. So you've got an opportunity to introduce a whole new brand of bad guy Correct. in the Batman pantheon that you have all kinds of opportunities to tell ongoing stories with because they're just such a large and deeply embedded organization. That's not a one-movie adversary. Correct. Like That's an adversary that is always there. You're just trying to keep them at bay. You're never really totally defeating them they're gonna be there even if they're in a pulling relatively, the you bet even if they're in a more subtle less on the surface sense that they're never going away and that's why we never fully got them because of what you just said they are yeah. a trilogy kind of thing and we haven't had oh. a batman trilogy in a while and the thing with batman that's yeah. i love batman one of my yep. favorite characters spider-man has the same problem and mm. you could probably argue the fact that superman has the same problem but mainly Spider-Man and Batman, they have such a large rogues gallery yep. that everybody wants to see somebody fight different. Like uh, we've been wanting Clayface in a Batman movie phew. being the focus. We've wanted yep. uh, the Court of Owls. Right. We've wanted Hugo Strange probably. Yep. I mean, and nobody wants Professor Pig. If you are someone that says you want Professor Pig, you're psychotic. Get out. But he's more. Go of, seek help. He he's more of like a minor addition, not yeah. like a. Yeah. Right. You know, not right. a huge guy. But instead right. we've had, you know, we've had multiple Jokers, mm -hmm. which is fine. You have to have Joker to have Batman, in my opinion. But we've had Joker every time. We've had the Riddler in two different ones. 
we've had uh bane in two different ones mm. although the first bane was not great from what i hear poison ivy's another one that, that they've that done that movie as a whole was a dumpster fire yes. so bane included yes that yes. was rough that so, was super rough yeah. uh you're not missing anything i didn't figure no uh but poison ivy i know has done, been done once but we haven't really like had Same like a the bane so- movie just yeah bad. we haven't had a solid one so right. you could make the argument for her that's one i forgot about completely uh mr freeze we haven't gotten a good mr freeze you know oh, what i mean if yeah. they go for like the origin from the 90s batman animated series that would be phenomenal um and but but the same with Spider-Man where you have Craven, you have Scorpion, you have Hammerhead, you have all these other guys that you want to see hit the screen cuz right. when you see Vulture and Mysterio you're like, "Yes, cuz this yes. is the first time." Yes. And with Batman, I think that's the thing they struggle with too is the same like you know, they want those big characters like Riddler and and Joker. And Joker will probably show up in this trilogy, which again, is fine because the way that they're closely connected, it matters. But. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good perspective. It's, uh, and I I really appreciate how you drew the comparison to Spider Man, um, especially coming on the you know fresh off of Spider Man No Way Home, and how phenomenal Green Goblin was in that movie, and it's tough. It's just a real challenge or at least it seems to be a challenge for movie franchises that have A-list superheroes, of which Spider-Man and Batman both firmly fall into that oh, camp. Oh, for sure. And you have, along with them, the dichot- their, uh, their parallels. It's not the phrase I want to use. Their primary adversaries yes. are so well-known. Spider-Man, Green Goblin. Batman, Joker. It's hard, I think, for movies to mine the next level of villains even though those villains are outstanding and worthwhile it seems like movies just have this hard time well we gotta come back to the green goblin we gotta come back to the joker and that doesn't have to be bad but you're missing out on opportunities to explore some really phenomenal villains that are worth settling into without having to worry about, oh, that's right. We get, Remember the Joker's over here. Yeah. Joker's still here, guys. It's like, we don't need it. And those We don't need it right now. And those are villains, too, that I feel like they don't need to be the focus to be important. Right. Like, if you just have right. the Green Goblin flying around while Spider-Man's trying to deal with the Scorpion as the main thing, and he's just doing little side stuff, because that's Norman Osborn, that's, that's almost better. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have Joker... Do, going around doing his own thing like he kind of did in the first Suicide Squad movie, but we don't really talk about that because it wasn't well done. But you know what I mean? Yeah. In that sense of like, okay, he's got his own mission here and he's still involved, but he's not directly involved. Yeah, you just don't want those, the A-list character with their primary villain, you don't want that to be a reason that you don't get to see these other villains. Exactly. There are too many other great villains to have your hero combat against. Like, let's not just get stuck on, well, you know, the best is the Joker. We know. We know. We understand. But you can tell, like, we'll be patient. You can tell a great story with other great villains because we know eventually, hey, Joker's showing up. Just like with Spider-Man, you know eventually Green Goblin's showing up. That's fine, but it doesn't just need to be those. You got to get that variety in there because it makes those battles with that 
primary villain, the best villain, that much more enriching mm-hmm. because you've built up to him. It's not just, hey, it's him again, it's him again. Then it just gets repetitive and stale. Yeah, because with just, for example, Green Goblin yep. in, the, in the Raimi trilogy, we did not need Harry Osborn becoming the next Green Goblin in that. They should have just New. focused on Venom and Sandman. Yes. Or just Venom, for Pete's sake. Correct. But... And this is why I bring this up, because the rumors were, for the new Batman trilogy, that Batman 2 will be Joker, Batman 3 will be Bane. Mm. And I'm like... Didn't we see this We already? just did this with <laughs> Christian Bale. Like The, so only, the only difference is Riddler and Ra's al Ghul. Otherwise... Well, Riddler, Ra's al Ghul, and Scarecrow. Right, right. And I'm like, why? I mean, no. again, Bane is great. Bane's probably top five Batman villain joker's number one yep but it's just like and i think that's what they need to do more of is where it's like these trilogy villains in a sense where you have like you have the court of owls building up and then boom talon comes in they make their final move at the end of that right at the end of the trilogy boom why don't they do that with green goblin and joker where you know you have because Norman Osborn for Spider-Man is such a big player in that entire... Mm-hmm. For the Marvel Universe, he's one of the biggest players. But to have that influence throughout and just seeing that dynamic change, like you don't have to you don't have to one-off him. Correct. I think that's part of the problem, yeah. too. Yeah. So hopefully, Court of the Owls. Yeah. But... Yeah, we'll see. Overall, with this Batman movie, I am... I think my opinion or perspective or expectations on it changes on a about a daily basis. Like I love Batman and I don't know if I'm gonna love this movie. I really want to. Parts of it when they show it in the trailers, like the action looks terrific. The fight choreography yes. is insanely good from it what it looks, looks like. It looks great. I don't know how much I'm gonna enjoy where in the Batman timeline they're presenting this character, kind of his second year as the Batman, the overall style that they've chosen for him, for Catwoman. It, it, I, I'm not sure if they have committed to a... It feels like at first they wanted to show us like this really stripped-down version of Batman, like rather than having all these technological advancements that we saw like in the Christian Bale yeah. trilogy... That this is more of a, almost more of a homemade Batman, if you will. Not quite as bad as the hockey pads guys from Dark Knight trying to dress as Batman and do their thing, but not nearly as far developed or as technologically equipped, again, as Christian Bale's Batman. And I think that's what they want to do, but I'm not certain. And that could just be a product of the marketing. Mm hmm more so than the actual product that we're going to get. So I just don't feel like I've received, as a fan, a really clear vision from a marketing perspective. Here's what we've got. Here's what we're giving to you. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because when franchises are getting rebooted or restarted, I think there's more opportunity for a disconnect between the creative team that's actually making the movie and the marketing team. It's a little different when you're doing the sequel. You go, hey, we remember what that first one was, so we're going to play along the same lines. These are lines and a tone that has not yet been completely revealed. So I am cautiously hopeful. I don't know if I'd say optimistic, but I'm 
I'm hopeful. And I understand where you're coming from because that was kind of the same way I was going into Venom, uh, the first one. Sure. Because they were playing with the, the rating so much mm-hmm. that they didn't know what they were going to commit to until the end. And then that's when you had yep. the poor dialogue that came in sometimes. Sure. When you're floating sure. down the wind like a turd. <laughs> that's right. I oh hate that gosh. line to oh this day. Well, it's not good. It's no. not a good one. No matter but, no matter how you package it, that's not a good line. I think it'll be good. Yeah. I really do. I yeah. trust Robert Pattinson. He's a good actor. He is. This dude goes hard, and his Batman voice does not sound like... It sounds good. It sounds it's a great. Good, it doesn't sound solid. Batman voice. Like I don't know how to. I mean, I think with uh, Batfleck, yeah, you, you, you can't even impersonate it without it sounding just well, yeah. like you're making fun of it. Because Batman ha- or uh, Batfleck, Batfleck yep. had the like the voice, kind of the voice modulator. Yeah, right. Like blah, 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 and you're like, yeah, right. that's gross. And then <laughs> Christian Bale, I I think. Uh, we we know what that one sounded like. I, that never bugged me. It never bugged me that either. Never bugged me. I know people. Where is she? Right. I know <laughs> people liked to kind of poke fun at that, but I don't know if it ever. While people poked fun at it, I don't know that it ever actually bothered somebody. Like they're watching no. the movie going, "That's awful. What's going on here?" No, because for him it actually makes sort of sense. He's changing his voice. Right. You a have to bit. legitimately and change it, your voice. And it went for lower, which yep. is scarier. It's yep. not like. Hoo-hoo! Yeah. I'm gonna get you, Scarecrow. Ah! <laughs> Can't really go the Mickey Mouse direction. No, gotta... absolutely not. <laughs> Thank God. There's only one way to go from the octave up, or you're gonna for go sure. Got to go down. And then I don't remember Michael Keaton's. I'm assuming his was the same. Yeah, I I, I don't have a clear recollection. I'm not. Frankly, I'm not sure it was really that different. I I don't think than so. Than his Bruce Wayne that would voice. Be my guess. Yeah, a little bit darker, but I don't think it was like the Christian Bale. Bruce Wayne to Batman was a pretty significant departure. Yeah. And I don't recall the Michael Keaton Batman voice being as as significant. Different a little, but more of a little flavor twist. And then a this is a very different beverage altogether. But I, I like that. That's Thank good. You. Yes. Thank you. But I, I am. I'm excited. And mainly because it's Robert Pattinson. Sure. I, 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 I like trust the, him enough. I like the cast. I like... Um, Oh, for crying out loud. Why am I blanking on the name of the actor that's playing uh, Commissioner Gordon? Oh, I don't know his Jeepers name either, but kittens. I know who you're talking about. Okay, bear with me. I, I need to look my guy up but because I can't not give him appropriate a- credit. Apparently, the guy playing Riddler is really, really good actor, too. Paul Dano. Never seen him in anything. but ha- Have you not? Uh-uh. But I've uh, heard he's okay. pretty good from what I've been told. He is well cast as a creep. He looked creepy. He. <laughs> I don't know how... <laughs> I genuinely don't know how he has any role in a movie other than as a creep. It's really it's unfortunate. That bad. It's we haven't even seen his face either. He just has a trash bag over his head all the time. Let's just put it this way: that's his sweet spot as a creep. Well, that's good to know. Because mm-hmm. from the the pictures I've seen, it looks like he's never um, held hands with a girl before. Like he seems like he'd sweat up an ocean. If yes. one complimented him. Correct. Ah, Jeffrey Wright. There's my guy for old James Gordon. Jeffrey Wright was fantastic in the last James Bond movie, by the way. Really enjoyed him. I, yeah, I don't know if I've seen him in anything. Is he in all of the James Bond movies? Uh, the most the, recent ones. Just yeah. Moment? Okay. Um, no, pa- Paul Dano's a fantastic actor. Um, 
not a not one that I've enjoyed watching because he's just creepy. he's just creepy or unsettling. Uh, so hard to hard to get behind is like I'm a Paul Dano fan. It's like we have questions about you now. We have questions. I do. Uh, Andy Serkis is Alfred. That is that's sick. Let's go. That I that will be that will be the first like badass Alfred because that's the Alfred I can be like okay that dude if the cave gets invaded will yeah. be the first He's one to fine. pull a shotgun. Alfred's fine. I am not worried about that yeah. guy. And cave got broken into. Not a problem. Alfred's there. That man does not need to rush back to the cave. I think one of the like low key like best players in this movie will yep. probably be Colin Farrell's penguin. That looks phenomenal, too. It doesn't even look like him. No, I know. That's why it looks so good. It's incredible. It's like, that's Colin Fair. You wouldn't know who that actor is. So, no. outstanding costume and makeup work. Um, Hopefully but looking forward the to seeing, There you go. Looking forward to hands. seeing Colin Farrell do his thing. Because that has certainly been a clear-cut highlight of the trailers thus far, is what they have shown of him as the Penguin. It's been electric. It's been great. And a, a little gravy, like icing on the cake, would just be like him having like a like a bird scream, you know, like a <laughs> Like every time he gets scared, you know, yeah, Batman yeah, comes yeah. up behind him, turns around, <laughs> you know, that was, maybe that's just me. You may not get that. You may not <laughs> get that wish, but hey. Dude, if that happens, I'm just going to look at you and be like, there I it told is. you. Is. That's what I wanted yeah. the whole time. That's great. That's great. But, well, yeah, looking forward to it. Obviously, going to go see it. It's a Batman movie. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this. So Matt Reeves, the director, did great work with the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Did you watch those movies at all, Riles? I saw the first one. Okay. First one was good. Second one was awesome. Really? Second one was incredible. Third one did not reach the same heights as the second one. Still a good movie. Still a good conclusion to the trilogy as a whole. Um, but the second one was just sweet, just sweet. Andy Circus, by the way, played the main. Yeah, ape. I knew that. Yes, incredible. Caesar, incredible. Isn't Caesar, it? thank you. Yep, good pull on your part. I can't believe I did pull that. That's <laughs> really well done. Really well done. Selfie high five there. So I, I've got, I've got confidence in Matt Reeves. I love your confidence in Robert Pattinson. Um, I'm hopeful. I would really love for this movie to be really freaking good. I'm nervous. There are parts of it, like I said, like we already laid out, that make me go, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But we'll see. Just a couple months away. Yeah. And well, the final two characters, too, that we didn't discuss, Catwoman. Catwoman looks fine. I'm not – she's hit and miss for me. Like, I sure. don't care. Sure. I don't care about that character. Yep. And then – they haven't really talked about it, but Carmine Falcone's in this, too. Mm-hmm. Played mm-hmm. by the one guy in Transformers that always freaks out. Mind you. <laughs> yeah, John. I can't even think Which of Which I loved him in name. those movies. Yeah. But it's just now to see him as the Roman, I, I find that interesting. <laughs> but John Turturro. <laughs> yeah. but And we haven't seen much of him, so I don't know how much he's going to play in. That's the one thing I'm curious, because they have... There's obviously a gang war going on, mm-hmm. and then there's obviously the Riddler going on. Right. So to see how that all plays in together will be really, really interesting to me. So, and that's why, I don't know. I said I said that about the Spider-Man movie that there's got to be somebody <laughs> else pulling the strings. But 
He's outstanding. It, it might just be the Riddler. He's great. So love it. But and then finally, I think I think it's this time. I think it's time to get into the future talk, boys and girls. Oh, goodness, guys, I am excited. I will pull up the links that let's, I let's hit the DC. Let's stay on this DC I agree. train. Okay. Let's talk some DC future before we transition into the Marvel side to tie things off. Um, three, maybe four movies in 2022. What yeah. are we doing? So, Incredible. We, yeah. So we have the Batman, which we already touched on. Correct. March 4th, 2022. That comes out two months. I'm very excited. Um, March 4th. Okay. Early March. Next one. Oh, yeah. I mentioned this to you, but you weren't too excited about it. Uh, DC League of Super Pets. <laughs> it looks fun. I'll say that. I probably will both watch and enjoy that movie. That's that's the one you bring me kids to. 100%. Like, I love... Have you seen Lego Batman? I have not. Oh, my goodness. That. That is the Batman movie that if you haven't seen, you need it. It's incredible. Sounds like movie night at the Prescott's is going to be happening. There is no freaking I'll come over and doubt. watch that. I legitimately like will watch that movie for my birthday. When it's like, hey, let's do something special. Like, we're watching freaking Lego Batman, guys. Lego Batman is on the screen. It's great. Oh, oh it's so it's so good. So good. So then the next and that's May twentieth. Am I yeah. reading that right? Okay. Correct. And then the yeah, with uh The Rock and Kevin Hart. And I think, Sold. I Sold. think John Krasinski is voicing Superman in that, Stop. by the way. Stop. I that's think great. I think. Yeah, pretty sure. Look, you might have to double check me on that. Allow me. To, I don't have the IMDb. Allow me to look it up on the IMDb's while you continue to do that. I actually think here. I actually think that cast is kind of wild. That's incredible. So, um, Black Adam is the next live action DC movie coming out in July 29th. Wow, with The Rock, right? So he gets two DC movies. Good, uh, this year. yeah, good year for The be, Rock. He gets to be Crypto, the Super Dog, and yeah. And Black Adam. You are 100% correct. John Krasinski is voicing wow, Superman. Wow, I'm good. I'm good. Well who's, done. Who's voicing Batman? Uh, Has that been confirmed? Still seeking. Keanu Reeves is listed as a voice. I think he's one of the animals. Yep. Boy, did I just blaze right by it? Huh. Maybe, maybe it hasn't been revealed yet. Hasn't been officially revealed. Wouldn't be surprised if that's Keanu, though. Because I thought... That would be interesting, because I thought Keanu was supposed to be one of the, the animals. Yeah, a little surprised. Okay. Maybe not. Okay. Love it. Okay, so Black Adam, uh, has it, there been a... I have no idea. But... Love it. What are your feelings on that movie? I'm very Just much looking quick. forward to it. I don't know how much substance there will be to it in terms of, is this really a worthwhile story? We'll see. Um... I love that Dwayne Johnson has been on this character for years and wanting to make a movie with this character. That is always a good sign, years. by the way, people. Yes. Always a good sign. Yes. And say what you will about our guy, Dwayne Johnson. And what I mean by that is, does he necessarily appear in movies that have exceptionally crafted stories? No. But the guy also doesn't put himself in garbage movies. They're no. good. They are what they're supposed to be, entertainment. That's who the guy is. So I believe that movie will be entertaining. I'm very excited to see Hawkman in that movie. Um, Dr. Fate. So there's a lot of kind of next tier or like B-level DC characters 
that we've never seen on the screen that I'm very excited to see for the first time. So I'm very much looking forward to that movie. Bro, Pierce Brosnan as, as Dr. Dr. Fate, Fate is yes. not something I knew that I wanted. Yes. He looks so good. Yeah. He looks so good. I saw the picture of him. I was like, holy shit, this is you know, awesome. That's a great point. The design of those characters has been Hawkman so good too, I think. It's been so comic book accurate. It hasn't been, you know, glossed, not glossed, or it hasn't been adjusted or modernized. It's just your classic Hawkman outfit. It's your classic Black Adam. So I'm very excited for that movie. Again, I'm not holding on hopes to it being this great story. I do think it'll be really entertaining with some characters that we will look forward to seeing again in future DC movies. Oh, for sure. So absolutely excited about it. All right. Hit me. The Flash. There's your fourth. November 2022. What are the rumors? Let's ruin my day. What do you got? You really want to do this? No, I'm sorry. Do you want to talk? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we do, before we do, we're going to come back to it. Aquaman, the Aquaman single, number five. December 16th, 2022. Okay. Okay. I am pumped for that movie. Love the first Aquaman movie. Greatly enjoyed Jason Momoa in that role. Loved the design of the worlds. Atlantis being the primary one, of course, that James Wan crafted. Stoked for that. Black Manta is a beast. That's right. We've got he's going to be the main focus. He's going to be the main focus. He's got to be the main focus. That's going to be sick. Man. And then... Uh, Very excited for yes, that. Yes, that would be sweet. And we have The Flash coming November... What does it say on there? November Sorry, 4th. November 4th. Early November. All so, right. So, we've had our fun. Okay. We've, we're excited. Now let's bring it back down, I guess. So, from the rumors. <sighs> okay, this I'm is, nervous. This is going to be... Uh, it's, it's, it's their Flashpoint movie, people. <sighs> so, they've already... Which, by the way, isn't that just horseshit to The Flash? His first movie, it's not an origin movie. His job is to fix the mess that they made. That's this job. <laughs> That's awful. It's awful because it's not necessary. If they pretended that the Justice League movie didn't exist, we'd all be okay with it. Oh, my god! We would all be okay. And quick qualifier, the Justice League Snyder Cut version, awesome. But... You don't get to completely cheat and just pretend like that first original widespread release of the Justice League didn't exist. That's still what they put out there. It sucked. So here we are. Just pretend like it didn't exist. Pretend like it's not there. Okay. So the first rumor I heard is that legitimately, kind of what I just said, they're going to erase all of the Snyderverse. And they're going to be starting from scratch pretty much. So it's going to do. It's going to get rid of Man of Steel. It's going to get rid of uh, Batman versus Superman. It's going to get rid of Justice League. They're all gone. Boom. Bye-bye. It gets worse. I cherish Man of Steel, and I understand that I am on an island. But I cherish my island That's... of Man of Steel. Cherish it. Love Henry Cavill. I haven't, love I haven't Henry seen Cowell. that movie. You haven't seen it? No. I need to watch it. I know. Man. So. Okay. This will be the last time, according to rumors, this is the last time we will see uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. He has confirmed that. This is the last time he's been Batman. Okay? He's going to be in it. Okay. Okay. Um, Apparently, from the rumors, which if this is true, this is the worst thing you could ever do to a person. Apparently, this will be the last time we see Henry Cavill as Superman. 
apparently he's just gonna be gone though and and by the way it's not him actually showing up from the rumors it's just clips of him on tv as superman that's the rumor and that is the last time we'll see henry cavill who's replacing them you asked well <laughs> here we go okay i don't even have words for the despair in my heart from the rumors from the rumors batman will be played in the dceu by michael keaton he will be the dceu batman now that doesn't sound bad at first but he's older than sound good but he's older than dirt uh-huh. i love michael keaton but bro it, it's it's over as batman okay he would have been just cool to be like an, a Thomas Wayne, or if you wanted to go the Batman, Batman Beyond, Beyond route, which yes. would have been sick as hell. Yes. That would have been sick. And then have Mark Hamill play an old version of Joker. Missed opportunity. But besides the point, let's refocus. Oh, boy. Okay? Oh, boy. And apparently, oh boy. the person that they're going to have play Superwoman will be now the new Superman. Whatever her name is. I don't know what the actress's name is. But apparently she will be the next Superman. And that will form the new Justice League. Be her Superman, Michael Keaton's Batman. And yeah. So just when you didn't think they could mess it up. I mean, okay. You surprised me with a couple movies you said that you haven't seen. Have you seen Dumb and Dumber? I have, but it's been a while. Okay. There's a phenomenal line in that movie where one of the characters says the other... Just when I thought you couldn't get any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. (laughs) That's all I hear in my mind when I hear those rumors. Tanner and Josh quote that quote all the time. Yes, it's a phenomenal quote, timeless in nature. I just hope they're not true. I just hope they're not true. Well, I adore Henry Cavill as Superman, so I don't want to lose him as Superman. I also want to know what that guy did to you. What did he no do? Joke. He's he's a saint of a man. He's in The Witcher right now, which he loves that character. And they said that dude is quoting lines from the book from pages because he's an encyclopedia because he loves yeah. that character. And I know he loves Superman. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like he... I'm inspired by your Star Wars popcorn. Uh, Thank you buckets Thank over you. there appreciate it it's not as if he's hayden christensen's anakin skywalker no and which going, by the way is don't... getting love again good god that man give or take that's okay. not all his fault okay fair enough fair enough not all his fault but it's not as if so i'm gonna pick on hayden christensen a little bit he gets that role of a lifetime it does not transition from that into currently into an outstanding career, right? He doesn't get other roles where you're going, you know, the Star Wars movies were rough, but he's really good in the rest of this. With Henry Cavill, you're going, you know, Batman vs. Superman, that was pretty dang flawed, but man, look at all this other stuff he's in. He is great in everything that he is in. Absolutely. It is not a Henry Cavill problem. It's a freaking Warner Bros. and DC problem, and they are pissing away an outstanding actor who does a phenomenal job at personifying the character and who made his name for himself by being by being that character. Sure. So now 
when you see him in another movie, you first think Superman. Yeah, it's true. You're not taking a current known name, plugging him in and going, okay, you have to look past the celebrity. It's like, no, no, that is Superman. That is who he is. And they're absolutely wasting him. And And, that infuriates me. And no offense to this other actor, but it's not like he's Brandon Routh. Nope. Nope. He's been Superman multiple times. Yep. Like, yep. Why? Yep. Brandon didn't take the job and run with it. Henry's just better. Henry wants to keep, but he said he'd come back. Yeah. He said multiple times yeah. he'd come back. It just irritates me. There is it. there is just no need for this kind of an effort. It's a waste of Flash. Yeah, it's a waste of a Flash. It's a movie. waste. Of we don't get an everything that has come flash. before. Like we are more than willing to forgive and forget and move on. Instead, you should be latching on to you've got an outstanding Aquaman, you've got an outstanding Wonder Woman, you've got an outstanding guy that's playing Superman and Justice League movie be damned, he's back. Like you brought him back from the dead. So you've already erased the big mistake of killing him. So you couldn't have it. Right. So you've you've got him back. All you gotta do is figure out a way to move on from Ben Affleck's Batman. And you know what you have to do for that? recast the mother loving role that's all you have to do you don't have to worry about eh, well people no one's gonna care no one is gonna care if you recast the role you leave bruce wayne in the stage of life that he's in that's fine just recast the guy and here's the thing too and even freaking ezra miller is flash in the justice league snyder cut you've got cyborgs outstanding in that you've got what you need you've got the characters just move forward what are you doing trying to cobble together some kind of a solution to a problem that you created in the first place. Just move forward. That's your best move. And the thing that blows my mind throughout the whole thing is you pick Michael Keaton out of the Batman. Okay, let's just... Only if you're going Batman Beyond can you do that. I agree. Only. And he's, I'm not saying he's a bad Batman. He's great he's Batman. Too old but he's too old. Batman. So you have two options, Okay. You have two other options. If you want to go and you want to pick a new Batman, not even a new Batman, you want to go for that route, here's two ideas. There's a guy named Christian Bale you can give a ring. Now, would his Batman really work? I don't know. But he could still he still played Batman phenomenally. He's your he's probably the best Batman to date right now. There's no doubt. There's by no doubt. far. Yep. Well, there's that guy. Oh, he'd be pretty cool to see next to Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact he'd probably come back. I could Probably. see him coming back. Why not with Robert Pattinson? That was the up- you, that's option two. You're not compromising his trilogy by having him take on this Batman role. You're just saying, hey, this is you 10 years later, and then your trilogy are prequel movies, essentially. Right? Why not? Yeah, I don't know. Because okay, Unbelievable. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman... Henry Cavill's Batman, or sorry, Henry Cavill's Superman. And then if you had, do you know how epic it would be? Do you know how epic it would be? For either one, if it was Robert Pattinson's Batman or freaking Christian motherfucking Bale Mm -hmm. up there. That'd be insane. And, And Riley, those are great options. They could also just do a brand new dude. They could. They definitely could. If Robert Pattinson's like, I don't want to sign on for this long term of a thing, which you can't blame the guy because that's not what he signed up for. He signed up for a trilogy. But it's like, 
there there's got to be another guy that would be like i'll be batman yep i'll be batman you call me up would i be good absolutely not but i will do it i will do it because guess what i can move better than michael keaton Uh, i could run a circle around michael keaton before he even turns his bat head uh, boy i i really hope it's not true i also hope it's not true i really hope that it's not true but i have a bad feeling Yep. Because right now it also feels like they're kind of doing like a mini No Way Home <laughs> where they're like, oh, hey, you remember this Batman? You liked him. Hey, you remember this Batman? You liked him. Mm. Oh, who's coming in to jump in now? And it's, <laughs> it's, it's George Clooney. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Devastating. Oh, Devastating. Hilarious. Well, I'm going to choose to be hopeful, to be positive with what we know is coming that is going to be really enjoyable. I'm looking forward to, again, the Batman on March 4th, DC League of Super Pets on May 20th, Black Adam on July 29th, really every other month, folks. We got something to look forward to. And then there's a gap between then and The Flash. But then there's Aquaman coming in December. So That one will save the day, I think, if The Flash goes bad. That's just my opinion, though. Boy. Yep. Yep. So, a lot more to look forward to than not. And, hey, there's time between now and those rumors for things to either get fixed or for them to just freaking keep postponing the Flash movie. Postpone it to 2023. Do the Morbius. Just keep keep postponing it. I don't... Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. All right. Let's talk some MCU with what's coming out in 2023. 22. Now, a little bit trickier here because we don't have as many dates to really function with from a TV show perspective. Yes, there is no announcement of dates at this moment in time for the Disney Plus shows, which kind of is baffling. Agreed. I figure you, because it makes you wonder where they're going to take place. So do you think we're going to get all the, are we going to get backloaded on Disney Plus shows? Because I don't feel like that's possible. No, I don't think we are. Because I feel like. Hawkeye just wrapped up. So I think, frankly, I would think March is when we would get another Disney Plus show. March or at the latest April. Because in May, you have... Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. You bet. So... I do think there will be a Disney Plus show between now and that movie. There has to be, almost. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel's got too much content in production to leave that kind of a gap. Like a five-month gap, I think. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm just getting selfish and sure. impatient. Um, but I, I agree. I feel like that is difficult with as many shows. So let's just run through the roster real quick. Moon Knight is set to release and they in sit, 2022. And it says in this article it'd be streaming soon, so it is expected in early 2022. Right. So it sounds like – so just all, we'll just assume that this list is based off of – projected disney sure. plus times sure so, so moon knight moon knight is projected ms. first yep ms marvel she hulk um let's see and secret invasion that's four shows yes four shows in one year and since they're shows you got the minimum of six episodes maximum of you know eight or nine okay if you're going to release them one week at a time, that's a month and a half worth of a release schedule. You do have to kind of get moving. It would have to be late March yes. at the latest. Yeah. 
if they're doing six episodes. Yeah. Which would so, be my guess because I think hasn't been that, that been like the money mm-hmm. money maker six episodes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hawkeye, Hawkeye was six. six episodes. Falcon Winter Soldier was six. Loki was Loki six. was six. So six. WandaVision the, was the exception, uh, but those were also WandaVision shorter was, episodes. Was that eight? Eight or nine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It would so. bother me if it was nine. I hope it wasn't nine. That's just a, such a weird number. Either do ten or do eight. I have nine in my head. I'm gonna look. Okay, so Moon Knight. We'll talk talk Moon Knight first. You then. bet. Um, Oscar Isaac looks sweet, mm-hmm. and if the Moon Knight leak was correct, that suit is awesome. Props to Marvel. I'm just gonna give them their props right now. The amount of comic accurate suits we have been getting has been insane, and I love every moment of it. Also, it definitely was nine episodes. <laughs> That's I hate that so much. I hate it. Why? Either make it eight or make it ten. Oh, it's great. Oh, that's gross. That's great. No round numbers for you. Sorry, Ugh. bud. Ugh. Sorry, bud. See, and it makes me wonder if it got shortened because of COVID. Could have. But anyways. Anyway, Moon Knight costume agreed. Looks phenomenal. And yeah. I love that Marvel's leaning into that. Yes. You know, you, you, you circle all the way back to the first Avengers movies. And I think I've taken for granted how, in general, how comics accurate Marvel characters have been. Like for sure. Iron Man's always been solid. Captain America, Thor, they've they've done a great job at that. The it, it, so the A list characters, they've really done a good job at keeping them in their comic accurate mm-hmm. costume. It's been the the Scarlet Witches, the uh, the Hawkeyes that haven't had comic. Honestly, Spider Man. Sure. Sure. Which is, yeah. Wow. Right. Right. Because we bizarre. Yeah. Because yeah. we with him it was, I mean it was always Stark esque. Right. Or which sweatpants. Is fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I agree. Costume looks great. We'll see what uh, what legitimately comes out of it. But having Oscar Isaac in the title role, <laughs> dude's but, good. And that's the thing too. We have no idea the direction of this show. No. I they the only other thing I know about it is Ethan Hawke's gonna be in it, which I think is gonna be cool. I don't know who he's gonna be. I don't know if he's gonna be the villain or or a, a side character or a ghostwriter. Who knows? Who knows what this who guy's gonna knows? do? The only thing that I hope that this show does, the only thing I hope it does, I want it to be like Daredevil Netflix. Okay. And I don't you know if we will get that. If it's Disney Plus. Sure. Only thing that scares me. Okay. But that is what I want. I want brutal you bet because that's bet. what he does all right let's keep cranking through these doctor strange the multiverse of madness we could, movie here we could theorize about this movie for years and years i heard yeah. somebody say and we will in a future podcast episode oh that'll be so we're gonna fun, get yes. more we're gonna get more trailers to digest so we'll we'll save that kind of a deep dive pre-dive if you will i did hear ben affleck did get contacted about making a cameo as daredevil in it <laughs> That's what I heard. There's been so many of those that I've heard. Deadpool's been rumored. Wolverine's oh been rumored. Who knows? They could they could do anything. Toby Maguire's rumored. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. That that movie's gonna be fun. Oh, it's, it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Guys, so. watch all the old school Marvel movies. This is this is the time to do it. True. All right, Ms. Marvel, another TV show sometime I, in 2022. I could care less about that one, to be Afraid honest. Afraid so, yeah. I've also heard they're changing her power set up a little bit. So instead of like her getting larger arms and larger legs, it's like it's kind of, it kind of seemed like it was Green Lantern-esque where it just showed the fist bigger with her fist. 
I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But I'm not okay with that. Honestly, I thought that was dumb. Why can't you? Why I can't could, I could take this show or leave it? I, I'm. I don't think I'm going to watch it. I have no reason to watch it. I'm not actively trying to avoid it because I dislike the character. I just don't know squat about the character, and none of what I what none of what little I think I know is intriguing to me. The, so the only thing that interests me is if I hope I hope Monica Rambo's in it. Sure. In some essence, because that would be really cool. Yeah. I liked her character in WandaVision. And because she's coming back for the second Captain Marvel movie, and Miss Marvel will be in the second Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So that's what I find interesting, how that will tie together. Yeah. Frankly, I'll probably just wait for her character to show up in a movie. Fair enough. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Thor Love and Thunder, July 8th. Cannot wait. That'd be sick. That movie is going to be sweet. I've seen some concept of his new suit. Have you seen it yet? I have not. No. Let me tell you, I'm just excited. Right now, how great is July going to be? By the way, oh, it's going to be perfect. Thor: Love and Thunder, little Black Adam in action. Love it. I'm very excited for this movie. Christian Bale, who we've name dropped a handful of times already on this episode, is Gore the God Butcher, and that is going to be outstanding. Just out. Standing Guardians of the Galaxy teaming up with Thor. Love the dynamic that we've seen between Thor and Star-Lord. So, very excited for this movie. Oh, by the way, Russell Crowe is in the movie as Zeus. And it's confirmed he's Zeus? (laughs) That's such a weird... I love it. I'm not not against it. it. I absolutely love it. Has he been Zeus before? No. I feel like he's been a a Greek god before. I don't think so. Maybe not. I don't think so. He seems like a guy that would have played Zeus in the past. No. So very excited for that movie. All right, She-Hulk also coming out in 2022. Oh, and before... Oh, yeah? We do yeah, have to mention... more thoughts? Let's hear it. We do have to mention Christian Bale. Yeah. Gore the, oh, you yeah. did say that? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I got yeah, distracted. That's right, you're locked okay. in over here. I want to make, sure, make sure we have that. Oh, we can't that. miss that. No, 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 no. Because oh, that's going to be sweet. It's okay, worth repeating. Sorry. Worth repeating. I'm not focused. She-Hulk. All good. She-Hulk I'm, 2022. I'm intrigued. I'll watch this one. I will I'm too. not enthusiastic. I'm not anticipating, but I will watch. I will too. Yep. Because it looked like it looked like the hulk's gonna be actually a lot of the characters rumored for the show is what makes it interesting okay because tell me more obviously we have bruce banner in it Mm -hmm. hopefully he fixes his his dinky arm and then (laughs) true um those little hulk healing i'm i I have a feeling was red hulk rumored i want to say red hulk was rumored for this uh abomination is confirmed almost great there's another like female villain that i don't care about and then freaking daredevil has been rumored mm-hmm. to be in this one too mm-hmm. so he's mm-hmm. he's just gonna show up in every because that's sick love it but love it that's the other one that i heard and yep. if daredevil's in it i'm in it that's how that's gonna be absolutely love it they, gosh. they just fight in a courtroom that's the whole six that's episodes great. it's just like law and order that's just oh my gosh she's making me Except remember she's green the daredevil appearance in spider-man no way home and i'm so happy I'm a really good lawyer. So happy. Just great. That was rock. All right. Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. I have no idea what to expect from this, so I have no idea if I should be excited or not. Same. Um, The Black Panther movie is one of my very favorite MCU movies. Um, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. That's what makes this so difficult. Yep. Um, Just don't know what to expect. I will say this. I know that the, the rumors have been that this movie is going to explore the world of Wakanda, and I think there's good hope for it because 
that was such an outstanding design it's, it's in true. that original movie or in the first movie rather and there were clear the different tribes had been well established each had their own very distinct aesthetic so they could do that you could make a more of a community movie than a hey focusing on a you know T'Challa movie and you could be successful so I'm hopeful but I also don't know at all what to expect if Namor is in it which I think he has been confirmed for that movie that will be sweet if it's well done sure the only thing that makes me regret it is I really wish we could have seen Chadwick yep because no doubt Black Panther versus Namor is so iconic in the comics right and you know he would be so good and I know Chadwick, I think Chadwick Boseman's brother said, like, Chadwick would have wanted the role to be recasted. But They really do need to. They, they just should. I, I don't really get the, I don't get the hesitation. I think at the time when it happened, you're like, oh, yeah, we definitely can't recast this guy. Sure. But looking back now, like, there's been time. I, there's That's so much. Point. There's yep. so much more to explore with T'Challa, right. that it would almost be a shame to the character. Yeah. And, I don't know. I would be totally cool to recast. I'm totally cool if the next Black Panther is somebody that, you know, that has made an impact. So, either Shuri or... Uh, I think it'd be cool to see Killmonger come back, but I don't think... Agreed. I, that's a Agreed. reach, I feel like, at it this is. point. It is, but I, I'd be okay with that, too. Yeah. Okay, but, so we'll see. A lot of time between now and November. Secret Invasion. I have no idea what to expect from this either. I'm really looking forward to this. I love that comic arc. And this has been teased for a long, long time, ever since the scrolls showed up. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to seeing this show. I think this one is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. The thing with me that I don't get, I guess, is because... They've been established as good. So if they're bad now, that's weird to me. I could see it being both. I could see there being the good scrolls, but then you've also got a sect of not bad good ones. scrolls. Yeah. But that, my, that's my hunch. But my girl Khaleesi's in it. There you AKA go. AKA the Queen of Dragons. <laughs> AKA Daenerys Targaryen, aka Amelia Clark. So I'm excited to see her. Yeah, gonna be a fun. She'll be. She's a good actress. So it's gonna be a fun show. And obviously, it's gonna be Nick Fury focused. Yep. And we haven't had anything Nick Fury focused since what Winter Soldier? Well, Captain Marvel, but I don't count that one as much. Yeah, a little bit of a. I'd say the best one was Winter Soldier. Agreed. Agreed. So it'll be it'll be fun. Yep. I'm excited. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. We don't even need to talk about it. I don't know it's why holiday be... specials exist. You know, you figure after the Star Wars one, they would never do one ever again. Just shouldn't happen anymore. Here we are. So, there you go. A lot of TV shows, a couple of movies sprinkled in there. Black Panther in November, Doctor Strange in May. Um, I think, I think that's it. Did I just immediately? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a test, and I did not pass. Thor: Love and Thunder, July 8th. That right there. That's the movie. Out of all these movies we've just discussed. DC and Marvel alike. I'm looking forward to that. That one is the most. one you're. Mo- I was just gonna ask. It really the is one that you're most excited about. It is Thor: Love and Thunder. Yep. I'm not as excited for the Batman movie. That's probably number two. I'm most excited for Thor. I'd Love say Batman's Thunder. number three. Okay. Thor: Love and Thunder is number two. Doctor number Strange. 
Yes. Wow. Okay. And, Love it. Which, because I've said it for a long time, this is going to be the game changer movie. Yep. This is going to be the game changer. You're establishing a multiverse for Marvel. They've already done it for DC. Sure. Marvel's doing it a lot better. <laughs> and Stunner. Yeah. But, Stunner. Like, with all the people that are rumoring coming back, it's just... And I think for the most part, they will leave those other ones alone. Sure. And they'll pick and pull what they want. Yep. Like, I think... Like, I, I've said it... Like, I've said it before. I think this is when we're, we get the X-Men. I think this is when we get the all the other characters that we haven't had access to to mm-hmm. come back to light. And mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. in a weird way, this will be our send-off for the rest of, like... The Marvel movies. Okay. Like, it'll be that little, like... It was kind of what No Way Home was for Andrew Garfield and mm. Tobey Maguire, where it was like, okay, go. we get to see these. Yeah. Instead of, like... It's it's more of just a celebration. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it Kevin really, Feige describing yeah, all these characters. It's yeah. like, why are we fighting all these... Putting all these Spider-Men against each other? This, yep. Let's... Just honor celeb- them for what they are. Exactly. Celebrate what celebrate, they are. Celebrate, and I think... That's what this movie is going to be. It's you it's going to be scary. It's going to be horror, but it's going to be also this celebration of everything that's come up to this moment. Yeah. And I think, I and I trust Sam Raimi. I think this will be perfect. Yeah. But Thor: Love and Thunder will be number two because that's going to be a fun, fun ride. Yeah. So no, no doubt there's going to be at least a few of the. Not all these movies will live up to their respective hype, I'm sure, but we're going to get a few absolute bangers in here, and that's going to be a blast. And that doesn't even call into account the TV shows. There's a lot of potential, a lot of, because there's just so much unknown. So I'm looking forward to being pleasantly surprised by some of these TV shows because I am not excited for any of them to a similar level that I was for previously released shows. Like I was really looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, etc. So I'm looking forward to being surprised by some we of these are TV def- shows. We are definitely in a space where we don't know what's going to happen next with anything really like it's besides awesome. the batman and it's just like it's just awesome wow yeah absolutely love it so a lot of good things to look forward to it's a great recap riles i think we've taken up enough of good people's i think time. so incredible so that was the 2022 movie and tv show slate for marvel there's movie your primer for dc you bet you're welcome the tv shows are all continuations for dc you can look that up yourselves <laughs> so love it love it on that note you bet like always like subscribe you're going to start seeing some highlights roll out from videos now so Great. make sure you check our youtube page on that one boom on any other note godspeed peace